This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It's just the latest study to show that baby boomers are doing things their own way. Downsizing from the family home after the age of 65 have been, has been a long-standing demographic trend, but not anymore. A report from the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation shows that more than half of GTA seniors have no plans to downsize. A quarter of homes in Toronto were owned by seniors age 65 and over in 2016, and that's up 4.5% from 10 years earlier. Now, there are many reasons for this. Boomers are richer. Yes, we're richer. And they are staying in the workforce longer. They're healthier. And the kind of property that would make downsizing attractive is just not available usually. Now, is this is sometimes being characterized as a problem for millennials, but is it? And what about you? Are you still in your family home if you're over 65? Or if not, are you planning to downsize? You're going to stick around. Uh, There's also the issue of adult children sometimes moving back. We want to hear what you are thinking and doing. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now I'm joined by Dana Senegama, who is the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation's principal economist for the GTA, and Caroline Bale, who is a broker with Royal LePage. Ladies, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you here. Dana, um, so were you at all surprised by this? Because the, this is not the only study that shows this newish trend. Um, I wouldn't say we're surprised by this. Um, and like you mentioned at the top of the show, um, seniors are living longer and staying in the workforce longer, which would uh, suggest that they will they have the income and the wealth means to, to own a home and continue to do so. And I think that's reflected in the numbers that we're seeing. Uh-huh. What else, in your opinion, Dana, is causing this trend? Um we haven't exactly looked into as to why they're not moving on or when I say moving on in terms of you know, the, the conventional uh, wisdom is the downsizing um, notion. Uh, we, we're not sure as to why this is occurring, uh, but you know the data is suggesting that it is happening and there could be a variety of reasons. Um, but if you look at the overall housing market, um, I think the, the, the greatest impediment to perhaps anyone entering home ownership um, in the GTA is the high price point. And I would um, assume that applies to all age categories. Caroline, what are you finding? Um, There are a lot of things going on. I mean, the fact that the seniors, basically they have higher wealth, better health. There are varying options. Some of the dynamics would be 
reduced smaller home options. Uh, they've got available social services. Like there are a lot of reasons that allow a senior to stay in their home, but then a few options that kind of delay it, which would be the high prices. So when you look at Toronto, seniors represent 14% of the population. That is expected to rise to almost 20% by 2026. Um, and with Toronto being one of the highest price housing markets in the country, that does put restrictions on the properties that they are able to move into. Well, uh, you know, my understanding is that even if they wanted to, those things aren't available because say somebody is thinking of downsizing, they don't want to move to another city. They would like to stay in their neighborhood. And there just aren't options if you want to move to a smaller home or a town home in your own neighborhood. I gather that those options are not available. Definitely, those are the issues. I mean, we do have condos and there are townhomes. Townhomes have seen the largest increase in seniors moving into that category. But again, they are limited. And when you look at some of the restrictions on the communities that they are in, it limits their options even more. So with a lot of seniors, they do prefer to stay in their local environment where they push friends and family. They've got the social services in place with doctors, transit, etc. But they aren't always in a position where they are able to stay in that community due to rising costs. And uh, the other thing, and, and I've seen this with some people that I know, if, if you do decide to move into a condo and you want a couple of bedrooms, the condos, if you're going to stay in your neighborhood, are really expensive. Plus, there there's the monthly maintenance that you wouldn't face in your own home. Correct, which is one of the reasons we are seeing more seniors staying in their current home is, again, that they are staying in the workforce longer, so their income is higher. The net worth on those properties that they bought years ago have definitely increased, adding to their value. And, you know, lots of reasons that give them the option to stay. Also, in terms of renovations, it sometimes makes more sense just to put the money into renovation and stay where they are versus having to move outside the community that they're used to just to find affordable housing. Okay, let me give the numbers out again, because uh, I would like to hear from our audience on what they are doing and whether this is in the GTA or outside the GTA. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. We are talking about the new reality. Uh, seniors, not a matter of course, to downsize from the family home more than half say they have no plans to do that. I've seen a previous study which said that actually boomers may not do this for another 20 years when they're in their 80s. And at that point, I would imagine that for a lot of people, it'd be harder to take care of a home. But uh, people out there, let me know, what do you think? Or if you moved out of your home what made you do it? Was it uh, an issue of mobility or an issue of upkeep or an issue of money? You know, as we said here, you're not necessarily going to save that much by downsizing. And if you want to downsize and stay in your neighborhood, the options to do that may just not be there. Uh, Data Senegama, the way this report is being portrayed in a lot of 
places is this is a big problem for millennials because, uh, you know, the boomers are not making room for them to, uh, you know, move up in the real estate market. But I'm wondering that, uh, you know, um, isn't the, the cost a barrier? I, um, absolutely. And, and I'm glad you raised that because what we did find in the report is that the, the greatest share um, of the housing type um, owned by seniors has been in townhouses. And typically in the housing continuum, um, the townhouses rest on the midpoint with single detached homes being the most expensive. And of course, the condominium apartments being at the lowest end. And typically that is the entry point for many first-time buyers. We are seeing more of the concentration of seniors um, in the townhouses. In Toronto, that's averaging about $800,000. That's not an entry point. That being said, of course, the fact that we are seeing more seniors paying put um, does decrease perhaps the, the supply that would be available um, for the overall housing market, not just for millennials. So to your point, I think the cost is, is a greater concern and the price points that we're talking about. And typically, these seniors would have owned these homes for, I would say, 30, 40 years. And at, at, at in current prices, these homes would be uh, priced very highly and unlikely to be the entry point for many first-time buyers. Or, or even move-up buyers. I mean, th- this is one of the things, you know, um, and uh, I guess this is a bit of a rant against some of my colleagues in the media, they like to set it up. There's this, you know, war uh, between boomers and older people and millennials. And here is another case of the boomers not moving out of the way to help millennials. But I, I, I don't think that if a boomer decided to sell that house that's now worth $2 million, it's necessarily going to help uh, a young millennial family move into that place. And, and I, before I, I get to some calls, I just want to, and, and it is absolutely true that, you know, my generation, I'm a baby boomer, uh, we lucked out in terms of the appreciation of real estate and just uh, visiting some, some friends and this totally uh, shows the situation. So um, on Friday night, we were visiting these friends who have uh, a small, I, it's not a town home, but a, it's, it's, it's not a big home uh, around Young and Summerhill in Toronto. And I remember I went looking with these friends and it had to be 20 years ago now, at least. And it was something like $460,000 and it was above their price range by about 40. And I gave her a total lecture. I said, you find that 40 grand. It's not going to make a difference in the long run after you pay off the mortgage in 30 years. And and that house is worth something like two and a half million dollars now. So uh, we did luck out, but you know, I don't know that a young family could afford that house now. No, absolutely not. And I think, our, you know, generally our conversation also needs to perhaps um, look into rental for first-time buyers as well. I think, you know, ownership is definitely an option, but we are also seeing rents being quite high um, in the Toronto CMA. So when you look at, you know, housing affordability, I think the conversation also needs to kind of steer not just towards home ownership, but also towards rental, particularly for millennials. Uh, yeah. Um, and speaking of rental, uh, Bill, Bill, okay, there's something, uh, can somebody, uh, deal with the phones? It's not, uh, hi, I think you're there. Hi, Bill, you want to talk about rental? Yeah, it's, 
uh, interesting listening to this conversation. I walk my dog with a woman, and uh, she's senior, she's retired, and her and her husband sold their house, and it's in a, it's a good neighborhood in Toronto. And um, they went and they rented a house in the neighborhood, and she's telling me with the money they got from their house, it pays their rent. So it's all she's got to do is really take care of the utilities. And by what she's telling me, she's doing, it was a good move for her. Uh, yeah, if she, if she could find a place. And you know what? I just, I just a few minutes ago heard about, uh, somebody here who, who sold their house and is now renting it back from the new owners. I don't know for how long that can be a great option for people, but I, I don't, you know, and maybe, uh, Carolyn Bale, you can tell us whether, you know, is, is that something that's readily available for people or is that, you know, somebody got lucky? Well, you know what? We are seeing more now where people are looking to keep the equity in their home. And if they decide to downsize, sometimes we are looking at setting some private recreational properties that they have, then there is that option for they keep the equity in their residency, but they're covering overhead and carrying costs of the rental process. Uh, um, how do you sell your house and keep the equity? I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> Uh, Dana, uh, what do you, have you seen anything in terms of the trend to to rent to maybe sell a home and and rent in the same neighborhood? Um, so we haven't exactly you know looked at the specific numbers, but we do know that you know just based on our research that currently um, about thirty three percent of the condominium um, universe. Um, is being rented out. So I'm just talking about the condominium apartments. So that just gives you an idea. Because the rental market is so strong, we don't have the purpose-built rental supply. We are seeing the secondary markets, so particularly in condos and other housing types, kind of stepping in to fill that gap. So there's a strong push towards, um, you know, uh, having a rental property or an investment property and that being rented out. I can't tell you specifics in terms of, if, you know, if a senior is selling their home and then renting it out. But we do know that there is uh, the strong evidence that secondary rental market is, is, is very strong in the GTA. Okay, thanks. And uh, thanks, Bill, for your call. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, and let's go to... Sherry in Toronto again. Um, yes. Okay. Hi, Sherry. Hi. I was just trying to say that it's it's really difficult for seniors in Toronto because you have your house and you're scared because you can't sell it and you're getting to the point where it's so difficult to go upstairs and all of those things because of your health. But if you sell, you'll never be able to buy anything in Toronto You'd have to leave, and all your family and your friends are here, and the taxes, they're just phenomenal. So I, I really, as, as a senior, I don't know what to do. So I, I think that uh, you can make arrangements about the taxes, uh, about the deferring the taxes uh, until you leave. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you can. You should call your city councillor okay. about that. 
Uh, but but again, uh, I hear you. It's absolutely true. If if you're going to sell now, then chances are you won't be able to get back in. There are some other kinds of options now. There is a home sharing service. So if mm-hmm. on the one hand you have older people who have more house than they need, and then there are young people who have a hard time finding a place, students or whatever, try a hard time finding a place that's affordable in the city, and they can rent room. Uh, it's it's fairly new. It's kind of a matching service and they also have to perform some, some light duties, but mm. I think that uh, they work out pretty well in a lot of situations. Okay, I'll look into that. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Sherry. Okay, uh, let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740 toll-free 866 744-740. We're talking about home ownership and a new study from the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, which shows that baby boomers are not into the usual trend of, you know, you hit 65 and you downsize. Uh, people want to stay in their homes. There have been other studies that show, hey, baby boomers, maybe they won't even move for another 20 years. And I can certainly see why people are working longer, they have more money, and they're healthier and able to take care of their homes. And frankly, you know, even if you are retiring, as long as you can afford to stay in your home, if you're going to be home more often, then why would you want to move to a smaller place? That That's my question. Let's hear from Joan in Oshawa. Hi, Joan. Hello, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Oh, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, we're, um, uh, we're in Oshawa, and uh, our mortgage payments are cheaper than rent. Yeah, that's great. You know, so, uh, and we like it. We're in a bungalow, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't have to worry about stairs. And uh, it, we've been here now um, quite a while. It's well over 10 years. And um, we enjoy the, you know, the, um, how would you call it, uh, the ambiance of having our own home. My husband is still working, so that's a big help. And uh, we're not going to uh, we're not going to move because my goodness sakes, the rents are so high we could never afford it. Well, you know, and and you know, you're telling me about another trend of uh, which is also fairly new. It used to be that certainly by the time people were 65 or so, no mortgage. The mortgage is gone, but there are a growing number of boomers, seniors, whatever you want to call them who still have mortgages because the housing is expensive. Well, that's that's the thing. You know, it's just I can't see how people can afford the uh, the mortgages and the high rents that uh, that are, you know, being uh, charged now. It's it's terrible. It makes it <clears throat> excuse me very very difficult for people to uh to manage their um, their rents, uh, buy food, everything else, you know, and especially for seniors. I mean, you know, most seniors have uh, um, medical issues of one kind or another, so they have to afford their medication and everything too, you know. And uh, living in um, um, living in an apartment that is not 
really conducive to a lot of people or, you know, living in a, in a, um, how would you call it, a condominium or something like that. They like to have the freedom to be able to come and go and, you know, not have, you know, neighbors that they're, uh, yeah, a lot of people, I know a lot of people who, who really don't like the idea of living in a condo. I know other people who just love it because you can decide to go away for whatever and you just shut the door and everything's okay. So it's, it's really to each his own, but a lot of people absolutely want to have a home, want to have a little patch of grass, maybe grass both in the front, front and the back. Oh, another thing too. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's, it's lovely to have a lawn. I don't have any, you know, a garden planted or anything, but I do have potted plants and, you know, so it's very enjoyable. And another thing is we're not wealthy. We're not well to do at all. We're just ordinary folk. <laughs> well, sounds like you're doing great. Joan, thanks for your call. You're very, very welcome. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks. Uh, yeah, Dana Senegama, uh, people are saying that it's basically, if you've got into the housing market a little while ago, even if you still have a mortgage, it's cheaper to stay than to go. Is that what you're finding? Um, yes. Um, I mean, it depends on where you want to go. I mean, I think that really depends on the location. Let's say if you were living in the downtown core of Toronto and you're looking perhaps to move into, you know, the, the outer areas or into the suburban areas, perhaps the price point is significantly lower than what you would be paying currently. I think that varies, but I think generally if you've been owning a home and you bought it 20, 30 years ago, um, it's far more cheaper perhaps to stay put than to move. But again, it depends on where and what type of home you want to move into. And well, we heard just heard that from Joan who bought her home around 10 years ago. I think, uh, again, it was in Oshawa. Every market is different. But uh, yeah, there are all kinds of situations. Let's hear from... Camille in Scarborough. Hi, Camille. Oh, hi there. Um, well, I've only been in my house for 52 years. It's the only house I've ever owned. Wow. Um, I became a widow 10 years ago, but before that, when my children were getting married, or planning on getting married and got married, um, each one only had two. They We made a basement apartment for them. They each went down there, saved enough money for a down payment. They um, went, uh, moved out, and then now I'm by myself in the house. I thought about, I, I've never lived in a building, but I live in a three-bed, like it's a bungalow, so I don't have to worry about a lot of stairs. Right. Um, someone one day said, uh, an insurance agent one day said to me, uh, do you rent out this basement? I said, no. And she said, well, you know, it's good if you're, when you're older, you have a place if you need in-home care that, uh, whatever you call it, I don't know what they're called, but they yep. come and they live in your house and they take care of you as well. She said, you've got a suite for that as well. But in addition to that, I find the prices for rent and for condo fees and everything like that is just too high. And I'm hoping to hang on. Unfortunately, I'm unhealthy. What I do is I cut my own grass. I take care of my own garden, take care of my own house. However, I have a handyman who I found from the neighborhood and he comes and he does the things that I can't do. Um, and I'm hoping to hang on to my house so that my grandchildren, I mean, my grandson's only, oldest one is only 18. Um, but if say in seven years or whatever, he's looking to get married and he needs a place to live, he can come in there and save for a house. So 
That's my plan. That's that's a great plan, and I'm sure that really, really helped uh, your kids out when they were saving for a house. Oh, absolutely. And and uh, you probably love your own home. Oh, well, it's the only house I've ever owned. I mean, all my memories are here. My children were born and brought here. Uh, my Again, my husband passed away 10 years ago, but, but all that. my memories are here. And, and, you know, it's Scarborough is a wonderful place to live. It really, really is. I have the most wonderful neighbors. I live in the general area of Lawrence Avenue, East and Scarborough Golf Club Road. And, you know, there's so many dog walkers. That's our security. Um, it's just a wonderful place that people are friendly. There's not, they're just down to earth people nice. So I don't know. I don't know if I could adapt to going into, I don't know. I just don't know that I could change what I've done now. And I certainly wouldn't want to live out of town because when you're older, you want to have the best medical services Absolutely. around. Not to say that they're not that great, you know, out of town. I don't really know. I don't know services like that out of town, but we all know that Toronto has all the strong hospitals and good hospitals and stuff like that. So, I, I, again, that would be another reason why seniors might not want to leave the city. And transportation. I mean, you move out of, into a smaller town, you, I think you basically have to have a car. Whereas I could walk I mean, I could walk to the uh, four houses to the corner and I can get a bus, you know? Okay. So, Camille, it sounds like you have it all down. Thank you for that. You're very welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, that's about all the time we have for this segment. Carolyn Bale, what would you like to leave us with? I just want to say that it's great to see that there are options now for the seniors that with the, you know, increased income, with people staying in the workforce longer, with their healthy home going up, also gives them the option where they don't necessarily have to downside, but they have, you know, greater wealth, greater options. So to know that they can go out of the city, can downsize a little, but not as many are forced into that position. Okay, and Dana Senegama? Um, similar to, you know, what's already been said, uh, just stronger income and wealth growth um, have increased access to an array of housing choices uh, that can be made by seniors in the future. Okay, thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.